Good evening. Welcome. It is nine after the hour and I am Eric Erickson. If you can hear my voice, it's raining. That's your radar check. <laughs> Let's move on. The phone number is 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Real quick, real quick. Uh, so many of you have emailed me in the last week. I forgot next week is Thanksgiving. Uh, if you text the word recipe, just text the word recipe to three, four, five, three, four, five, going to start sending out a weekly recipe on Wednesday, every week, starting this week, you'll get my gravy recipe. So I cannot believe the number of you who have asked me in the last, last week for my gravy recipe. I was looking at my spam folder. It's like an organized movement. Uh, I'll send you that some breakfast recipes and what to do with your leftover Turkey, uh, turning it into my gumbo recipe. Uh, text the word recipe three four five three four five. Let's get into Stacey Abrams. Uh, what is happening with this race? She has filed a federal lawsuit. Uh, the reason for her federal lawsuit is she wants uh, to she wants to require that counties count the votes of people who do not live in those counties. She says, essentially in her argument, that all of these people are Georgia voters. They should be allowed to uh, they should be allowed to have their votes counted, at least in the statewide races. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how this works in any county of any state of the 50 states in this nation. And yet this is what she was essentially. She's not trying to steal it. She's not trying to commit fraud. She's trying to find a federal judge who will change the rules of the game after the game has already been played in order to declare her victor. And it's not going to happen. Now, we have reached a milestone in this. Uh, it has not gotten a lot of media coverage. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Jim Galloway and J uh, Greg Bluestein are reporting this uh, with Politically Insider and the AJC that counties are now coming forward. The, the counties of Georgia have come forward now, not the state, but the counties and are saying there are not enough votes there. Uh, this is actually really big, and, and I suspect that if the uh, Associated Press were not getting spun by the Abrams campaign, they would call the race, but they're not calling the race yet. They should. Counties are now confirming there are not enough votes. Fulton County and, and Cobb County has now closed, finished counting its provisional ballots. Cobb County rejected about half of its provisional ballots. Uh, the other thing is the, the other counties are doing it as well. Fulton has rejected uh, about 45% of provisional ballots. Cobb County has rejected about 50% of its provisional ballots. And the reason is there are three categories of people who can uh, vote by provisional ballot. Uh, category one is people who show up and believe they are registered to vote and they are um, they have to be verified as to whether or not they're able to vote. Uh, provisional ballot number two is people who show up and they don't have voter ID and they um, they can vote and then they have to show up. They had to show up by five o'clock on Friday with their ID. Uh, category three, I'm trying not to be Rick Perry here. Uh, <laughs> category three is uh, people can vote by provisional ballot who they voted, uh, they say they requested an absentee ballot, but they say their absentee ballot did not come. They can cast a provisional ballot. 
if they show up on election day and vote, but they've already been flagged as having an absentee ballot. So what happens to the first group of the three categories, what happens to the first group is you must verify that the person is registered to vote in that precinct. If they are registered to vote in that county, the votes that can be cast uh, in that county are counted. If they're not registered to vote in that county, their ballot is rejected entirely. Uh, Category number two, if they show up, uh, the deadline was Friday at 530. If they showed up and presented their photo ID to prove they were them, their ballot is counted. And, And then the third category is they check and see, did this person already cast an absentee ballot? If so, they reject the provisional ballot. If they didn't cast the absentee ballot, they accept the provisional ballot and they'll reject the absentee ballot if it then comes in. Uh, Stacey Abrams is now wanting them to expand the categories. Now, here's the other thing is on the absentee ballots in the provisional ballots, you got to fill out a form and counties reject the ballots if the forms aren't filled out properly. And Abrams wants those to be accepted as well. Again, she's trying to change the rules after the game has already been played. That's not stealing it. It's not fraud. It's trying to get a federal judge to do something he shouldn't do to change the rules. I don't think it's going to work. Um, so why is the Abrams campaign doing this? L- listen, this is this is very important. The reason the Abrams campaign is doing this is has nothing to do with her campaign winning at this point. The Abrams campaign knows that they're not there. You now have the counties coming out. Uh, Cobb County said to heck with this and went on and it is certifying its results. It finished counting everything. Uh, overnight and into this morning, there aren't enough votes there. The Abrams campaign says they've conducted a survey of counties and that they believe there are enough votes there. The counties are now telling the media that those votes aren't there, that there is no mathematical way for Stacey Abrams to get the 20 some odd thousand votes she now needs for a runoff. It has certainly been close. She was able to get Brian Kemp down to 50. I said it was going to be about a 50.5 race. Wound up being about a 50.1 race. It was very, very close. But the votes just aren't there for her to do this. And yet she's continuing. She's filed lawsuits in multiple parts of the state. The reason she was doing this has nothing at all to do with Stacey Abrams becoming governor at this point. And they're not saying it because it would be very crass for them to say it. It would turn people off. But this has everything to do with John Barrow and Brad Raffensperger. Brad Raffensperger ran a terrible race for secretary of state for the runoff. Frankly, he should probably fire his consultant and find someone new. Uh, I don't know who his consultant is. It's probably a friend of mine. I apologize in advance, but it was a pathetic race. Uh, The Republican running for secretary of state concentrated on Metro Atlanta, ignored the fact that John Barrow has a natural constituency in the east part of the state from being a longtime congressman. And guess what? They're in a runoff. Raffensperger underperformed every other Republican statewide for office on the ballot. Uh, And it was an easy thing he could have done to actually make stronger inroads and spend more time in middle and south Georgia. Brian Kemp could do it. He should have done it. Nonetheless, they're in a runoff. And the Abrams grievances right now are about keeping Democratic voters fired up for the runoff. 
as long as Democratic voters believe Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State's office are stealing the election, as long as they believe that the Republicans are conspiring to deny them their votes, as long as they believe these things, she hopes they will turn out and vote on December 4th. Why? Because the Democrats are desperate to take one statewide office in Georgia, and they would love to take the Secretary of State's office where they could go overboard in making sure felons' votes are restored and and everything else. They really want the Secretary of State's job. And the Abrams campaign is making a strategic gamble that if they continue to fire up voters with claims of fraud and theft and Republicans hanky-panky and on and on, uh, that they will be able to mobilize Democrats with a sense of grievance. It is the same reason that Brian Kemp is not acting like the governor-elect, but he's acting like he's in a dogfight to avoid a runoff, is because he's trying to mobilize Republicans and convince them Stacey Abrams is trying to steal things. As long as Republicans are convinced that the Abrams campaign is trying to steal the election, uh, then Republicans, they hope, will mobilize and go vote for Raffensperger in the runoff. Uh, both sides are invested in keeping grievance alive so that their bases will be incentivized to vote in the runoff. The Democrats more so than Republicans because Republicans have a runoff advantage in Georgia. At this point, the Abrams campaign knows they can't win this race. When the counties are coming out saying we don't have the, the votes there for her, she doesn't have the votes. She doesn't care at this point. As long as she can keep the Democrats mad and engaged and convinced they're a victim, maybe they'll show up in the runoff. With all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where my data goes. Making an online purchase or simply accessing my email can put my private information at risk. Yours too. In fact, you're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, and your mobile and internet provider. No wonder people can find you and show you ads of stuff you saw days before in other websites. It gets really creepy. And not only can they record your browsing history, you know, the reason you're seeing those ads is, well, they sell the information to corporations who want to make a profit off your information. So you can use ExpressVPN to take care of that. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background on your computer, phone, and tablet. And turning on ExpressVPN only takes one click. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. And protecting yourself with ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity today. Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. It's 27 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. Now, when we come back, I will take your phone calls and answer your questions about what is going on in Georgia and um, bring you the latest as well on Florida and Arizona. Kristen Cinema is going to be the next senator from Arizona. The Republicans have lost. Um, I, I realize I'm in the minority and I'm not hyperventilating about this. I don't think there is fraud. I don't think there's stealing going on. Uh, there are some issues. The media has done a terrible job explaining them. You should know that there are flash flood uh, watches and warnings in effect for most of Northwest Georgia, really from Carrollton all the way up to uh, Lumpkin and Gilmer County. So just be careful out there on the roads. More rain is moving in. Your phone calls when we come back. 
It's 40 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is very, very, very important. I have a significant major update for you. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle has been released, and if you hear of any local stores that have any, uh, you need to let me know so that I can get a bottle. It's very, very important. It is very important, very critical for the operations of this program. <laughs> I'm just saying. Now, also, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I am, a lot of you have actually asked me, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Did I mention it on Twitter or Facebook? I, I don't know. Um, but nonetheless, I, I've been deluged with emails from listeners asking for the gravy recipe that I have mentioned in the past. And I just decided I'm going to start on Wednesdays every week around noon. I will, I've got it on my calendar to remind me to do it. I will send everyone an email, uh, with a recipe, no ads, no solicitations, your email address isn't going to be sold or rented or anything else. Um, just a recipe a week. Uh, I will start with the gravy this Wednesday to answer all your questions about it. Uh, I am going to send another email out on Monday with uh, recipes for breakfast. If you got company coming for Thanksgiving, uh, some stuff you can make ahead, keep in the refrigerator, and then throw in the oven for breakfast. And then what to do with your leftover turkey, how to turn it into my gumbo. I'll send that next Wednesday. Uh, I got the the next month or so planned recipe-wise. So nonetheless, if you want to get this, Again, I'm not going to rent the list or, or sell your email address or anything like that. Just uh, once a week, email around noon on Wednesday. Text the word recipe to 345-345. Uh, that's the word recipe to 345-345, and I will get it for you. Um, now, uh, I want to go to the phones uh, out of the gate here. Let's go to Mike up first tonight. Welcome, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. Where's the Department of Justice and all this? I mean, I thought with Arizona, Florida, the governor's race in Georgia, don't they oversee the, these kind of things? No, I mean, uh, they, they, they do not have. unless there are substantial and credible allegations of uh, discrimination in race or whatnot. Elections are conducted under state law in the states. Uh, so the Justice okay. Department tends to stay out of them. It's a federalism issue. Uh, the federal government actually does not have the power in the Constitution to conduct elections. So okay. the F- Justice Department can only come in under the 14th Amendment if there are allegations of uh, equal protection violations, uh, discrimination, things like that. Uh, and, and nobody's making those issues right now. Uh, th- that does remind me, and, and this goes back to my earlier point, Charlie reminded me of this. On Stacey Abrams, as I said, the reason Abrams is filing these lawsuits now really doesn't have anything to do with her winning at this point. Uh, Even local governments are coming out now saying she's not going to win. She doesn't have the votes. The votes aren't there. Uh, They can't find the votes. She's gone into federal court and is trying to ask a federal judge to have the votes counted by people who don't live in counties. That's not done in this country. There's fairly well-settled precedent on this issue. I'm hard-pressed to believe a judge would allow this, and I think it would be overturned quickly on appeal if a judge did. The reason she's doing it, though, is she's trying to keep people fired up on the Secretary of State's race. This is really important for the Democrats. So if you go back to 2000 uh, and recall, Democrats blame Catherine Harris the then Secretary of State in Florida, for calling the race for George W. Bush. Now, the media consortium led by USA Today, the Washington Post, and the New York Times actually went back and they counted 
the votes for Al Gore and George Bush the way George Bush one of them counted and the way Al Gore one of them counted. And it turns out that had the votes been counted for Al Gore the way Al Gore one of them counted, that he would have lost by a more substantial margin than the 536 votes he actually lost by in Florida. Yes, for those of you who history began yesterday, uh, the 2000 election was decided by 537, actually, 537 votes in Florida. George W. Bush won the state of Florida by 537 votes. If the media, this is the real irony here, if the votes had been counted the way George W. Bush wanted them counted, Al Gore would have won Florida. If the votes were counted the way Al Gore wanted them counted, the the George W. Bush would have had a wider margin. See, the Florida Supreme Court, then run by a bunch of Democrats, ordered the votes counted and ordered the ballots counted in a, a particular way. And the Supreme Court affirmed the way that the Florida court wanted them done, but ordered that the count be concluded sooner than the Florida Supreme Court wanted. That's why people say the Supreme Court stole the election for George W. Bush. It all goes back, however, to Catherine Harris. Catherine Harris, the Secretary of State, Democrats claimed that she maneuvered behind the scenes during the certification and uh, absentee ballot process to ensure that George W. Bush would win. After that, a large number of Democratic donors led a, I, I, I'm hesitant to say George Soros because I don't want to make him a boogeyman here, but George Soros did fund the initial groups uh, and they made it their mission to win the Secretary of State's office in a number of states. And they did in places like Ohio and elsewhere. They won the Secretary of State's office because Secretaries of State could, uh, in a number of states, Georgia's not one of them, but in a lot of states, they could order polls opened later. They could structure ballots differently. They could arrange people on ballots differently. They could restore felons' rights to vote, things like that. Um, they could stop purging voting rolls, getting rid of voters who don't vote anymore, on and on and on it went. And they were very successful at it. And the Democrats in Georgia want John Barrow to be Secretary of State for those things. One of their big criticisms of Brian Kemp is what? That he has thrown people off the voting rolls. Now, he's required to by state law. Uh, and Brian Kemp complied with state law. But they think if, if John Barrow gets in, that John Barrow would ignore some of those uh, laws on cleaning up the voter rules. Uh, some of them give him some discretion and that he would use it. So Stacey Abrams, continuing to whip this into a frenzy, claimed the vote is being stolen from her, that, that the Secretary of State's office is abusing the race and all that, blaming it all on the Secretary of State. It's a way for her to get her voters out for the runoff, not for her, but she's got to continue to make them believe she's a victim. And because she's a victim, they're a victim in order to get people to turn out for that runoff. It's 56 after the hour. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. They are still counting votes in Florida. When we come back, we will delve into that. The situation with Matt Whitaker as well, the would-be attorney general, and what's happened to Tucker Carlson's family over the weekend, and Catherine Timp from Fox News as well. Um, but, very quickly, we in this country do not appreciate it as much as World War II because we were not as involved in World War I. But yesterday, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, 1918, 100 years ago, uh, World War I came to an end. Uh, 
and world leaders were in Europe commemorating it. Uh, and it is a big deal, and it should not be left unremarked here uh, that it really did change the world in just profound ways, including shaping up World War II. It is nine after the hour, and I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News, the phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. I want to bring you up to speed on what's happening in Florida. Now, in Arizona, Kristen Cinema has won. There aren't enough Republican votes outstanding. And listen, I I've been an election lawyer for, I was one for five and a half, six years. Uh, There are reasons Republicans should be concerned in Florida. I am unaware of any major concerns in Arizona. No election is perfect. There are flaws in every election. Um, The issue is whether there is fraud or theft, and I'm not aware of any. In Florida, however... We do have a situation where the idiot uh, election supervisor of Broward County, she's criminally corrupt. Uh, This is a woman who has twice been found by judges to have opened ballots to see who the person voted for and discarded ballots she didn't like. And because she always benefited the Democratic establishment in Broward County, they kept her on the payroll. And no one filed suit against her. Uh, She may be getting fired this time. The reason being is she mixed uh, about 20 illegal votes in with legal votes. And no one now knows um, which ballots are which. They, They can't pull out illegal ballots. So they're now in the vote pool and they'll be part of the recount. One of the issues Republicans are raising questions about is is Broward has about 700,000 ballots. There's a deadline on Thursday. Uh, for counting the ballots. Palm Beach County is saying it's not going to be able to finish by the deadline, and Broward hasn't started yet. Here's what you need to understand. Uh, In Florida, they use Scantron machines, and the equipment used in Broward and Palm Beach County is older equipment. They have not updated their equipment. So for recounts, they have to run a ballot through for each recount. The machines are incapable of reading for multiple recounts at once. So you've got the Florida governor's race. You've got the, I think, ag commissioner, and you've got the governor's race. All are in recounts. When you scan a ballot through and you set the machine to read the votes, it can only read the votes of one race. Now, here's the catch. For a general race, it can read all of the results at once. But that is a different machine. For the actual physical recounting of ballots by machines, they have to use a special machine for the recount, and it can only read one race at a time. So you have to run the ballot through for governor, then you have to run the ballot through for um senator then you have to run the ballot through for secretary of agriculture the reason that they use older machines is not a reason of waste fraud or abuse it's that florida has been planning on updating their machines but after the 2016 presidential election and allegations of hacking by uh, russia 
the Republicans and the Democrats in Florida agreed to hit the pause button on upgrading their machines until they found something they were all really comfortable with. So that left Broward and Palm Beach County dealing with very old equipment uh, for the recount. That's the problem down there. Now, uh, are there concerns? Yes. A federal judge is involved and Rick Scott has won several hearings, uh, which suggest there are red flags down there. This election superintendent in Broward County has a history of rejecting uh, Republican votes. That being said, all of the ballots now being cast are in the vote pool. They have counted all the absentee and provisional ballots, so no more ballots can get into the pool. We have the number of votes cast in Broward County. If they exceed that number of votes cast, well, then it calls into question the election and there may be a do-over election, which nobody wants down there, including the Democrats, uh, because of the resource strain. So we got the pool of votes. The ballots are secured. The governor would like them under armed guard. He has lost that. I, given the history of Broward County, I think the judge might need to reconsider that. But thus far, we don't have any evidence of fraud or theft. Both sides are kind of playing to their bases to fundraise off of this to hire lawyers, which is why the rhetoric has gotten so extreme down there. But we do have problems with the way the elections are being conducted. Now, here's the really rich one. Um, so Bay County, Florida, which is where the hurricane blew through, uh, it allowed people to fax their ballots because they could not get to locations the Democrats who want to count every vote are saying, no, no, that's improper. These votes must be rejected. So Bay County set up a process of verifying that these people were the people casting the votes. They verified the ballots were from these people. They verified their ID. And the Democrats want those ballots thrown out, even though these people uh, weren't able to get to polling locations because a storm physically wiped out the polling locations. And some of these people had to actually leave the state of Florida and have not been able to move back home. Uh, but in Broward County, of course, uh, they're, they're turning a blind eye to everything. I have talked to a lot of friends down there, including Democrats in Florida. None of them think that Andrew Gillum or Bill Nelson can win at this point. Democrats were holding out a very, very, very strong hope that Bill Nelson would be able to pull it off based on provisional ballots and military ballots. There aren't enough military ballots to come in. Uh, there are only about 3,000 of those. Now, what is going to happen most likely is that the automatic recounting, you should know there have been 27 nationwide, there have been 27 automatic recounts of statewide races nationwide since the advent of electronic voting, and only three have had their outcomes affected. So not a good track record there for either Gillum or for uh, Bill Nelson to change the vote. With Gillum and DeSantis, if the race is within a, a half a percentage point, there's an automatic recount. If the recount then brings the race to be below a quarter of a percentage point, there's a manual recount with a physical inspection of the ballots. That's not going to happen there because they're right. They're barely on the cusp of, of half a percentage point. With Scott and Nelson, there may be a physical inspection of the ballots because they are right on the cusp of a quarter percentage point uh, gap. But even in some of the worst case scenarios I've been seeing for Rick Scott, uh, he should still have about a thousand vote margin if things go completely Bill Nelson's way. Now, here's the kicker. 
One of the reasons that Bill Nelson is behind as he is is because there are about 10,000 votes missing in the Senate race in Florida in Broward County because of the ballot design. Now, Democrats had been speculating it was a machine error. The machines have been inspected. It's not a machine error. It's a ballot error. The Broward County, see, in Georgia, one of the primary roles of the Secretary of State is to ensure uniform ballot across the state. So no matter which polling location you go to in the state of Georgia, your ballot will look the same. The only thing that will be different are the names when you get in lower races. In Florida, each individual county designs its own ballot. They have to be in a certain order, but each county designs its ballot. And in 2000, you'll remember, the in Palm Beach County, they did a butterfly ballot that made it look very, very bizarre, made it very difficult to pick who you were voting for, Al Gore or George W. Bush. Uh, in the same way, in Broward County, the way they designed the electronic ballot it made it look like uh, the Senate race wasn't on the ballot for some people, depending on how you slid it into the machine. Florida uses different machines than Georgia. And as a result, about 10,000 people didn't actually even see the Senate race on their ballot. They went straight to governor. Now, frankly, if 100% of those votes went to uh, Bill Nelson, and most of them would, he would still lose. Uh, But it would be way closer than it actually has been in Florida. This is the second time in less than 20 years that a Florida race could have potentially uh, gone to a Republican because the Democrats in the county that designed the ballots got too cute in designing the ballot to try to help the Democrats. And as a result, they screwed it up. When you slid it in the machine, you slide in the Scantron machine in some of these and and you uh, touch and the the votes are cast, but you go through a piece of paper with a um, kind of like a stylus. And when you slid the ballot into these machines, you couldn't actually see the Senate race. They didn't cast votes for them in this particular precinct down there because of the machine. So the Democrats in Florida designed the ballot and completely screwed it up, uh, hurting the Democrats' chances. So there's that. Of course, the Democrats don't want to talk too wildly and loudly about that because they're the ones who screwed that up themselves. With all the recent news about online security breaches, it's hard not to worry about where my data goes. Making an online purchase or simply accessing my email can put my private information at risk. Yours too. In fact, you're being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, and your mobile and internet provider. No wonder people can find you and show you ads of stuff you saw days before in other websites. It gets really creepy. And not only can they record your browsing history, you know, the reason you're seeing those ads is, well, they sell the information to corporations who want to make a profit off your information. So you can use ExpressVPN to take care of that. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background on your computer, phone, and tablet. And turning on ExpressVPN only takes one click. ExpressVPN secures and makes anonymous your internet browsing by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. And protecting yourself with ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So protect your online activity today. 
Find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. I will take your phone calls when we come back. But I am spending time here just this in this one minute that I have to tell you Stan Lee has died. Uh, he is the genius behind Marvel. I was never a comic book guy growing up. I lived in Dubai, didn't have access to comics readily. When I moved back to the States in high school, I had a lot of friends who loved comics. I just never got into them by then. But I loved Batman. I loved the Batman movies. I did read some of the Batman graphic novels. I, I like Batman, and Batman is DC. It is not Stan Lee. But I also liked Iron Man and the Hulk. The Lou Ferrigno uh, TV show when I was a kid used to scare the mess out of me. But, man, I loved that show as a kid. Uh, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. Uh, Thor, Spider-Man, Spider-Man in particular. I loved the Spider-Man cartoons when I was a kid. Uh, Stan Lee is part of my childhood and now my adulthood as I take my kids to the movies, as I go to see the Marvel movies. Uh, he fundamentally changed storytelling, and there are very few people who can we can genuinely say that about, that he really did fundamentally change storytelling, the way stories were told, the topics about which stories were told, and underneath it all, a, a profound goodness in the heroes, the mostly, by and large, real heroes and real villains. None of this this mixed-up nonsense where everybody's a hero and a villain. Uh, he was a profoundly world-changing figure, and he has died, and we should remember him. It's 39 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. The full number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. All right. Before I get back to phones, I need to tell you about a young lady none of you have ever heard of. Her name is Isabella Chow. Isabella Chow is a student at the University of California at Berkeley. She is a popular student who was elected to the state, uh, the student city. Get this. She has a staff of 28 people. She's a student senator. She has a staff of 28 people. She's 20. There are 20 senators and she has a staff of 28. She was elected with the support from Christian students in the publications and media community involving journals, magazines, and Cal TV. Uh, all but the Christian students have now disowned and rejected Isabella Chow. She's been thrown out of her student political party. Why? Well, the state, uh, the, the school senate had an issue of a resolution to uh, condemn Donald Trump for turning back Title IX to its definitions as it was before Barack Obama left office. Right before Barack Obama left office, uh, he issued a regulation that defined uh, sex in Title IX to mean uh, gender identity. So for sports on college campuses, 
boys could suddenly identify as girls and play on girls teams if they weren't good on the boys teams and probably dominate the girls teams. Well, the Trump administration is repealing that and uh, transgender advocates are saying it is turning back the clock on rights. Well, Isabella Chow abstained. She didn't vote no. She abstained from the vote in the student senate at University of California, Berkeley. But she read a statement, and here's what she says. Quote, As a Christian, I personally do believe that certain acts and lifestyles conflict with what is good, right, and true. I believe that God created male and female at the beginning of time and designed sex for marriage between one man and one woman. For me, to love another person does not mean that I silently concur when at the bottom of my heart I do not believe that your choices are right or the best for you as an individual. <gasps> yeah, you would think that she just murdered a bunch of people. I mean, they are they're trying to remove her now from the the student senate. Uh, they would like her expelled from college for hate crimes. Uh, she has been thrown out of her student political party. She has been uh, tossed out of all of her extracurricular organizations, except the Christian groups. There are even some Christian groups that aren't really Christian groups that are out to get her now. Uh, all she did was she stood up and said, I'm a Christian. I believe these things are true. She did not vote against it, though, and they're out to get her. You will be made to care. You will be made to care. Winsomeness will not get you as far as you think it will. There are a lot of Christians who think if we're just likable, lovable, winsome creatures that um, the secular left and the culture warriors won't come after us. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. They're coming after Isabella Chow. They're also coming after Tucker Carlson and, and Kat Temp at Fox News. So a um, somewhat intoxicated gay rights activist was at a country club in Virginia this weekend when he noticed Tucker Carlson with his children and family friends there having lunch. Uh, his 19-year-old daughter, Tucker Carlson's 19-year-old daughter, went to the restroom, and uh, when she came back, this activist asked if she uh, was with Tucker. She identified herself as his daughter, at which point this activist called her um, the W word for prostitute and then the C word. It is to Tucker and his son's credit that they did not beat the hell out of the guy. Michael Avenetti is claiming that Tucker Carlson assaulted the guy, Tucker, and all the other people in the restaurant say, no, he did not. Uh, Tucker did have the man ejected from the restaurant for what he did, saying there would be violence. Uh, could anyone blame him if he beat the snot out of that guy? He deserved to have the snot beat out of him uh, for what he did to Tucker's daughter. Uh, Catherine Timp of Fox News was also chased out of a restaurant for working at Fox News. Uh, this is yet again a reminder of the intolerance of the left. You will be made to care. They will force you to pick a side. Uh, there will be no escape. I mean, look, look at what happened to Monday Night Brewing here in Georgia. Monday Night Brewing, its staff, they don't support Brian Kemp. But they allow the National Federation of Independent Business to rent their facility as they allow anyone to do. And the National Federation of Independent Business uh, rented their facility and held a fundraiser for Brian Kemp. And... The left has been calling for boycotts of Monday Night Brewing for that. Their employees don't support him. They don't support him. They just let a, a business, a, a trade group that is a well-known, highly acclaimed trade group hold a fundraiser for the guy. And they're to be condemned. You will be made to care that this idea, it is a political 
uh, conflation to the religious. The heretics must be burned. Uh, the people who don't agree with you politically must be punished in some way. The children of those who disagree with you politically must be punished. You will be made to care. There is no escape from this. And this is why we're going to have Trump president for probably forever because the left can't figure this out. It's 53 after the hour. Welcome back. Eric Erickson here to the phones. We go John in Atlanta. You're up next. Welcome. Welcome, Eric. How are you doing tonight? Great. How about yourself? Good. So I'm curious. If we talk about the integrity of an election, what do we do to safeguard mail-in ballots and why exactly do we have them? Uh, We have mail-in ballots because, for example, soldiers overseas, uh, people living overseas who are still citizens of the state of Georgia, or people who are in nursing homes, hospitals, uh, absentee ballots. Uh, One thing that we need to do is is we need to require strict enforcement, although the Secretary of State has now waived that requirement, uh, on filling out the the absentee ballot completely. One of the chief means of protecting the ballot is you require that the signature matches the voter registration card. Uh, Of course, if you register to vote when you're 18 and you're in your 70s or 80s in a nursing home or or a hospital or or even home, your signature is probably changed. Uh, I do believe you have to have a driver's license requirement now um, to go along with your absentee ballot application and the ballot has to be mailed there um, or can be picked up in person. But we try to make it as careful as possible for people. I don't think the Secretary of State's ruling, by the way, is really going to affect the number of outstanding ballots enough for Abrams. Uh, But yeah, it's a deeply flawed system, and I'm personally in favor of getting rid of early voting and going back to just absentee balloting for people who can't be there on Election Day. Uh, David and Tyrone, you're next. Welcome. Hey, Mr. Eric. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, God bless America. Thank you, veterans. Yes. And uh, God help the girl out there in California. Yeah, very much. Uh, all right. My my comment was very simply, it amazes me how many Democrats continue to vote on an election cycle and they trust the government to count their votes. And they turn around and say, oh, I trust that same government to uh, take care of my health care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we didn't even have to look at the election. I mean, our, our elections are being run like the VA system. However, uh, there there is a, a larger point here, David, and that is that it is the states that run the elections. It would be the federal government that runs health care. still not good one way or the other. Uh, I am I'm not a fan, not a fan of the VA system or the DMV or even to some degree, the post office, although I love our local mail lady uh, when she delivers mail, you can tell when she doesn't. Um, But yeah, elections, we've been doing it for over 200 years in this country and it doesn't seem to be much better than it was in the 1960s, even though now everything is done electronically. It still takes Fulton County forever, but you know what it is more than anything. It's actually a lack of money. Uh, A lack of money for equipment, a lack of money for precincts, a lack of money to pay people to man the polls. Uh, It really actually, unlike education with elections, a lot of it has uh, comes down to not a lot of money allocated to elections. And maybe that's something we need to look at.